Some men do say King Arthur is not dead, but by the will of our Lord Jesu sleeps, yet to awake, deathless and reassure us. And therefore is it that grave where he is laid, this legend hath that still his kingdom keeps. I'm Chris Mosier. And this is Still His Kingdom Keeps, a creepy but necessary podcast where Chris and I are covering every single episode of the TV show Merlin, first aired every on one the of them? BBC. Every single one of them, even the ones that do Morgana dirty. We're entering huh. this. They were entering the era of this podcast where I'm going to have opinions about the, what they have done to uh, Morgana. Uh. Uh, and it's going to be weird because I, I have seen the end of the show, uh, but I don't really remember what happens where... Uh, but like this is this is not the first time they've done Morgana dirty, but it's like the big major turning point with Morgana's mm-hmm. storyline, and um, I'm real mad about it still to this day. It is a uh, it's well, I'll save my thoughts till when we get into it. Okay, how are you doing, Chris? I'm doing all right. How are you? I'm doing well. Uh, I'm thankful for our patrons over patreoncom week because they uh, have put up with our nonsense Joker posting in our patron exclusive Discord. Yeah. Uh, they also have access to exclusive podcast. Chris and I finally released the next chapter of uh, Seek for the Sword that was Broken, where we're covering all of the Lord of the Rings. Do you think we'll do the Hobbit trilogy? We haven't talked about that. I don't know. Listen, if there's if listen, if people want it, maybe. If, if people want it, I guess let us know on the Patreon. Uh, I don't I don't know that I can do like three episodes per per movie. For I've that. never seen the last one, so yeah, I, 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 I don't know. I turned the last one off, so like I was like, "Oh, this is this is not fun." I'm not enjoying myself. That 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 uh, Jorf song is really cool, though. That'll give you some. It is. Chill it's a great song. Yeah. Um, but yeah, other than that, I'm, I'm good. I'm great. I'm ready to talk about Merlin. Do you want to remind Super us what's duper. been happening on Merlin up to this point? Sh- sure thing. I have a piece of gum in my mouth. Okay. That's very Joker-fied of you. Oh, I, I was, dude, I came in with Joker energy. Last time on Merlin, Arthur was enchanted by a man named Trickler to fall in love with the daughter of an overprotective rival king, threatening peace between the realms. Meanwhile, Gwen wrestled with her own feelings for Arthur and the heartbreak that comes with them. Morgana was gone off that loud, and Merlin was once again up to nothing but mischief. That's correct. Uh, Today we're covering Merlin Season 2, Episode 11, The Witch's Quickening. Uther has a precious magical relic of the old religion locked up tight in the Camelot vaults. Many have lost their lives trying to reclaim the crystal of Neotid, but the ruthless warlock Alvar could succeed where they failed. For Alvar has a secret weapon, Mordred. Morgana has always shared a powerful bond with the Druid boy, but will she go as far as turning thief and traitor for him? Really bad to die. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, this was written. <laughs> she didn't even question it. Written by Jake Mishi and directed by Alice Trotton. 
yeah, Mordred's back for a little while. Uh, and we're going to start out in the woods where a caravan from Camelot is traveling. They find uh, Benjamin Stark just lying in the woods, which I think is the start of a lot of fanfics on AO3 uh, when it comes to yeah. Game yeah. of Thrones. Um, and uh, they go to help. and But alas, Benjamin is not, it's not Benjamin Stark. It is Alvar the barbarian or whatever you texted me earlier and you go benjamin stark is here and i was like at, at your house <laughs> yeah like, no, I don't, Merlin. I had no idea why you thought that benjamin stark would be at my house i was like i think very... he's lost beyond the wall i don't know <laughs> i think he he had to go north he had to go I into think he's the cold deep. hands he had to go into the deep ice yeah. um but no it's a surprise it's a it's a it's a it's a uh what do they call those things? it's a trick it's a trick it's a trick uh and out come some bandits uh, the, it's a double bandit bluff, if you will. It's a double bandit bluff. Uh, they come out, they kill a bunch of people, uh, they uh, threaten to kill the guard. Uh, it's, yeah, it's bad. They and Yeah, and, Benjen Stark is like, hey, beg for your life. And the knight's like, I'm not going to do that. And then he kills him. Um, and then they got to hurry to Camelot. That's the idea. They they have captured this, this I guess, cart and, and guards armor and now they're going to head to Camelot and we find out, boom, who's with them? Mordred. Mordred. Why does Mordred want to go to Camelot? Hasn't he had enough action there? I don't know. Nope. Um, not enough. Not yet. Uh, they... Later that night they arrive and this time now we see um, the, the this bandit leader is dressed as the knight that he killed. Mm-hmm. Um, they get, you know, they make a past inspection at the gates. No big deal. And they just, they're heading to the castle they're smuggling more mortared in a barrel i think i try to stop myself from doing like uh how would this ever work this would never work in real life kind of stuff when it comes to merlin like i'm trying to like remove that concept out of my brain because i think it's kind of boring sometimes but like there's like 70 people live in camelot like there's, yeah. there's probably what 10 knights like the guards don't i mean how do you like a guy just walks in with a red cape and they're like oh yeah here here you go sir <laughs> like it just seems it's... like there's there's whole ceremonies where they like knight them like you know mm-hmm. the king steps up and like puts a sword on their shoulder like there's not a lot of those dudes running around right no no i don't think so um and yet <laughs> and yet anyway i'm sorry i'm i am gonna actively <laughs> trying to stop myself from t- see I'm gonna remove that whole segment of the podcast, Chris. I'm gonna see. Whoa! I'm just gonna edit it out. I might even put in Whoa. the outtakes. That might be just for you. It was so fucking you have boring. The strength. It might you be have just for you. Yeah. Uh, they roll into town. They begin to unload the barrels, uh, and turns out, surprise, met Jack in a box. Yeah, who's in that barrel? It's Mordred, uh, and he is using their his telepathy to tell them where to go somewhere in the castle. Uh, which, of course. Berlin has a has a has a line on that, so it wakes him up, mm-hmm. uh, and he starts just stalking around the compound. Um, so we're uh, Alvar goes into the castle where two guards confront him, and we find out that Alvar is not just uh, good at pretending to be a zombie uh, beyond the wall; he's also a sorcerer. Mm-hmm. So he yeah, is, he's also a sorcerer, and he unlock. This is I mean I don't even know if we're there yet, but he unlocks Morgana's chamber door. Um. So for once, one it actually time. was locked. One time, I didn't even notice that. That's hilarious. And it it was didn't actually even locked. Wow. It, okay. Um, it just—it's like okay, so guys with magic can get in, no problem. Sure, but I just think there's been a lot of people getting in there without magic. Without magic. Also, this little boy says, "I want to go to Morgana's chambers." No. 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 Sorry, my friend, you're, you're not allowed no, to say that. No, you little you little perv. You got to nip that in the bud right now. Yeah, you got to stop that. No. Yeah, you don't want to be Arthur creeping up on the fucking ledge and looking through the window. Not, unbelievable. It, unbelievable. Unbelievable. 
uh arthur is awake by now because there's there's been a disturbance and uh Mm -hmm. he's got guards looking for something when he finds merlin and he grabs merlin by the throat and slams him against wall in another moment that is probably the start of a lot of fanfic on ao3 uh yeah Yeah. and merlin is like no i think they're going to morgana's room uh and in kind of a running i guess theme or gag or bit to this episode like has to try to figure out a way to explain how he would know that uh without saying magic so (laughs) arthur grabs him because he doesn't realize who he is and starts choking him and then he's like merlin and he's still choking him merlin is trying to explain what's happening and arthur's like what are you saying he's like oh shit sorry i'm (laughs) still choking you my bad um alvar enters uh morgana's room uh he's with uh Mordred. Mordred. Um, she yeah. is she is surprised, uh, but Alvar uh, kind of is already putting the charm out a little bit. But he he's says, putting the charm out. He's he, he's he's putting his feelers out there. He uh, he found Mordred in the woods alone, hunted by Uther's army. Uh, he has magic as well, and of course he holds a grudge against Uther for his entire war against magic. Yeah, and uh, yeah. this is where he starts like the full court press to seduce Morgana to his side. Uh, mm-hmm. And he, when he says magic is not a crime, it's a gift. Uh, yeah. And of course, this this gets to Morgana, who, as we're going to hear in just a little while, like lives her life in fear that she, her secret will be discovered and she will be executed for just being a person. Um, yeah. This is, I'm not going to harp on this, uh, but the way this affects Morgana throughout the rest of the series is really frustrating to me because, like, in a lot of ways, she's just right about everything that she thinks, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, and. I feel like it's just a failure of Merlin and specifically Gaius to like just reach out for a friend, like just to yeah. watch a just to watch out for a friend to help them when they are down, to help them when they need it. Uh, They've and- had so many opportunities where it's very clear that they need to step up and do something. Um, I don't know why Merlin doesn't tell her. I really don't, and I know he's not like close with Morgana, but it it could have avoided everything. Lock your doors in Camelot. And and just tell people things, and that would solve every. Especially since Merlin fully knows that Morgana knows magic, like this isn't like it wouldn't just be like a one sided secret anymore. He he, there's so many things he could have done to make her feel not alone, to to let her know that he is working. He's doing everything he can to like, you know, work, help Arthur make a better future for them. Right. Yeah. Um. Which even if that isn't enough, it still probably would have been nice for her to know. And. I think one of my complaints with the way that they they handle her arc going forward is if you know anything about Arthurian legend, you know what's, you know, what kind of role Morgana is going to play. Um, They don't introduce her as that in this show, which is interesting. It's a different twist on it. Same thing with Merlin. Merlin's not an old man. You know, he's Mm -hmm. he's a, a young boy. And these are interesting aspects. But another problem that this show has is that, you know, specifically they seem to do this with Arthur a lot where you know, one episode he's seems like he's really close with Merlin and they're like have bonded emotionally. The next he's just treating him like a, a whipping boy, right? Mm-hmm. Um they sort of do that with Morgana, where it's like she's just part of the cast, she's smiling, she's gone off that loud, um, gossiping about the courts, and then the next episode it's like she's this like deeply emotionally fraught person who's uh, hiding her identity and living in fear and it's like yeah that that makes sense that makes sense for her arc but we play it back and forth so often that you kind of like it just feels so like almost random when we have those episodes and maybe it's just because we've had a number of episodes that she hasn't had any major role in um but it it, yeah it is it's sort of mishandled like everybody's still great cool stuff still happens but in in a small way, it's like the the turn is kind of sloppy. Yeah, yeah. 
And and the thing that happens, I think, happens entirely too quickly. Like, even in this episode, she goes from, like, demure princess who's terrified of her life to uh, after finding a connection with somebody, she, like, starts to lash out at the people mm-hmm. that she isn't, is the people that are she's in fear of. Um, yeah. And that almost feels like it's, like, too quickly to happen in just this episode. Although and, I guess in like what season one she tried to have Uther murdered. Um, yeah, I mean, I get. Yeah, yeah, I guess. <laughs> I forgot. I forgot I guess about just, the murder. Yeah. <laughs> it's just sort of a uh, switch that gets flipped with. Yeah, Morgana. yeah. Um, I guess they, they are setting up a little bit. I think, I think. So let's just let's just put it this way: she she is so constantly tormented by her secret identity, by this power inside of her, and the fear that she lives under. She's so tormented by those things. That all it does take is the flip of a switch. It's just one little push at any given time to kind of drive her into action, even if that action isn't necessarily um, the smartest or um, goodest. The goodest of the of them. Um, So here we we see this example where Alvar can just simply like be a friend and be friendly to her, and she's kind of instantly taken by this whole project. Right Um, Mm -hmm. when he says that he's going to wipe out Uther's army. Uh, he's going to use a crystal that was stolen from a sorceress uh, by Uther, uh, which is in the vault. Uh, and of course, he wants Morgana to help them. And uh, he, she she agrees. He's, he's going to do it. Uh, Mordred senses Arthur coming. So when Arthur barges in, they're they're not in the room anymore. They're they're hiding. And Morgana just kind of plays dumb. Um, and just refuses to let him search a room and kind of like mm-hmm. is like, you know, she's like, why well, you, did you hear the alarm bells? And he, she's like, yeah, that's why I'm in my room. Like, that's what are you yeah. doing? <laughs> um, and then of course, you know, Arthur has to turn his anger towards uh, it, it being wrong on this to Merlin who told him to come here. Uh, and Merlin is a little bit confused because he knows that Mordred is around. Uh, yeah. And as they all leave, there's this really cool shot of Merlin, like leaning close to the door and Mordred is on the other side of it. Like they can mm-hmm. kind of sense mm-hmm. one another. Uh, I like that shot a lot. Yeah. There's a lot of cool stuff that goes on with them. And um, I mean, I guess that's actually one of the more interesting things here. They have never had, a really antagonistic relationship these two even though you, i think that they've never quite seen eye to eye it's obviously mordred and morgana um but it's really starting to build here they they are on opposing sides here yeah um this is where i, I got a little ahead but this is where morgana agrees to help um yeah and then the next day merlin is kind of coming down and explaining to gaius like the excitement of the evening uh and merlin says like i'd they were extremely serious about getting what they want. Like this is like, he's, he's very, very nervous about this because nobody was caught or anything. Um, and mm-hmm. it's, it's, it gets even, he gets even more nervy when he goes to Arthur's room and he finds Morgana there, uh, where she was stealing the vault keys. Uh, he didn't see that part and he's doesn't have really any evidence to like accuse her of anything, of course. So he just like kind of watches her and she's like, I was looking for Arthur. And he's like, well, he's training because he does that at this time every single day. Like you, yeah. he, it, it happens directly outside your window. Like, I, just, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> and she's just like, she just like raises her cup and kind of shakes it. He's like, oh, yeah, uh, oh she's gone off that lean. Okay. Okay. Cool. 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 I forgot that. Yeah. You, you've been sipping again. All right. My bad. My bad. Um, she just immediately goes to the uh, to the vault. Um, mm-hmm. Wastes no time. <laughs> wastes no time whatsoever. Opens the vault keys, goes right to the crystal, uh, which is like lying on a pillow. Um, and then, so she's got the crystal, and then we go to Arthur. Um, I don't understand the food jokes on this show sometimes, Chris, because like yeah. Merlin puts down, like he's he's demanding his dinner, and Merlin like puts it down, and it just looks like a thick, soupy, kind of gross 
stuff. Like it looks like bad grits to me. I don't know if that reference mm-hmm. is going to go going to work anywhere else in the world, but uh but and he's and Merlin has this thing where he's like, "Oh, don't worry. Good food takes time to prepare." And they're like, "How long did this take?" And he's like, five minutes." <laughs> I'm yeah. like, "Why are you being?" I think it's like openly uh, shitty to your boss, Merlin. <laughs> Just go get him some I, food. I, <laughs> he's got a staff. He's got a chef. <laughs> what are you doing? He's, why? Why is Merlin preparing the food? I wonder if there's supposed to be some sort of. This helps to constantly remind us and remind Arthur that Merlin isn't good at his job. Yeah. So that whenever he pulls out these like things that we as the audience, we go, yes, we have to trust Merlin. Merlin's always right. We have to be re- be reminded that from Arthur's perspective, Merlin never gets anything right. And I don't know if it's just to make us laugh. It's supposed to be funny. Or if this is to keep illustrating like this is why they have constant issues because Merlin's constantly distracted by magic and is terrible at his job. Yeah, I mean that's that is absolutely, and, and we see this over and over again in this episode. Um, as they, because we hear the warning bells go off, Arthur and Merlin go straight to the vault, and uh, Arthur realizes very quickly that whoever came in and stole the crystal didn't break in. They didn't break the lock, mm. so they had to have the keys. And of course, the keys live in Arthur's bedroom, which Merlin is responsible for. Uh, so Arthur, you know, kind of rightfully yells at Merlin about this, uh, and then has to go to Uther. And tell Uther that he's sorry, and uh, in a surprise move, he does not sell out Merlin. He just takes on the responsibility of himself, which yeah. t- is kind of, I think, a show of maturity just for Arthur in general to to do that. Yeah. So they do one of those cool Merlin cuts where we go from one scene where Merlin is yelling "sorry" to Arthur, and then it's a hard cut to Uther saying "you're sorry" yeah, to yeah. Arthur. I love when they do those cuts. It's always like you know, I think recently it was the punch to the gut where they quickly like cut. It's just stuff like that. It's really fun. Um, but yes, Arthur explains to Uther that someone broke into his chambers. Um, Uther is absolutely furious because this crystal is allegedly very powerful. I don't think he even knows what it does. He doesn't understand it, but that, you know, Uther really hates things that he doesn't understand. Well, he specifically says that he doesn't know, but many people died trying to keep him from having it. So he knows it's really, really powerful. And I was like, oh, cool, Uther. Good, good, cool job you have. Uh, He continues to yell at Arthur a bunch until uh, he eventually dismisses both Arthur and Merlin. And Arthur, at this point in the kind of looks at Merlin and, and harangues Merlin. Like, you know, I had to cover your ass. Do not do that again. Like you, you need to step it up. Um, yeah. Merlin goes to Gaius to talk about Morgana uh, and he has all of this like circumstantial evidence, but he can't prove anything. Uh, Gaius seems to be confused as to why she would steal the crystal. Um, but all he knows about it is that it's something of the old religion. It's powerful. Uh, and only one other person could possibly know any information about it. Uh, and it's our old friend, the dragon. I, I, my memory of the dragon is he's just this help, helpful, weird creature, <laughs> this weird CGI creature that lives under the castle. And I forget that like a little while ago, they kind of started really making him and Merlin um, sort of antagonists to each other. Because mm-hmm. uh, Merlin made that deal to, to set him free, but there was really no time frame <laughs> on that. And uh, Dragon's not too happy about it. Yeah, and he tells... That's the first thing he says. Like, I'm not going to tell you anything until you set me free. And Merlin is like, I will, eventually. And he's like, how do I... You know, how can I trust you? And he's like, I, you have to, because you're here. And I'm the only one that's told you yeah. that. <laughs> um, but he, So he eventually explains that the crystal will give great knowledge to those who know how to use it. Um, basically, it can show the future and the past and, and other things. 
and when he finds out Morgana stole it in a in a real just a real mean kind of way, he uh, he starts laughing. It's like, oh, that witch couldn't possibly have the power to, to control this. Damn, <clears throat> damn, dragon. I know. Really laying it on us. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he's he's very dismissive of her, even though he calls her a witch. Um, but he's like, okay, yeah, fine, fine. She can't use it, but Mordred can. And it's still Mordred's destiny to bring about Arthur's doom. So might want to um, see to that. Fix that. And he talks about how the, the, the ancient prophecy that speaks of the alliance between Mordred and Morgana united in evil. United that can't be good. Evil from whose perspective, though? Because it seems like Mordred and, and um, the dragon would sort of have similar goals, right? They both hate Uther. I mean, we both hate Uther. These guys are on the same side. We actually don't know that Mordred hates Uther yet. I don't think he's just been pursued yeah. by Uther, so you kind of it's built in. It and- is. It is important to remember, I guess, that the last time we saw Mordred, it was when the men were raiding the Druid camp and slaughtering everyone that he knows. Oh yeah, so he probably definitely <laughs> hates Uther by now. And he's been hanging out with Alvar a lot, so he probably almost definitely yeah. hates it. Um, the do, 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 do. We go through all the prophecy stuff, and then we jump back into Morgana's chamber, uh, where Gwen is just, you know, doing her usual thing and working at 9 p.m. And Morgana gets a little snippy about it. She like kind of yeah. uh, just it's kind of rude to her and kicks her out, like you know. And then that's when she takes the crystal out to kind of look at it. Uh, and we get this. It's ex- just like a giant piece of quartz. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we get this extended scene of Merlin sneaking around and following uh, Morgana, and it's very hilarious to me because like at first it's Morgana leaving the castle, so she's got like her hoodie up um and then merlin's like sneaky sneaky behind and then she's on a horse and I, the first thing i thought is like merlin's not gonna be able to keep up with that horse like he's gonna be screwed uh and she's riding to like the valley of the whatever uh and then here he comes on a horse uh yeah. and i'm like did merlin take the time to like saddle a fucking horse i don't <laughs> this, know this man. is crazy I don't know. <laughs> um, does he you can just like he, he keeps arthur's horse like ready to go ready to at go. all That's times it. yeah it was it was um, yeah. it's a very pampered horse and Arthur does not know. That does not Merlin know about this. Sneaks absolutely. it out <laughs> sometimes. Uh, so she goes to the valley. Uh, it looks really fucking cool. Like this looks like a real shot it to does. me, not CGI. Yeah. Like yeah. it's a valley between two mountain mountains with like some like burnt red trees, and we don't get tree colors down here. Like we don't have seasons in Louisiana anymore because of climate oh. change. Uh, mm-hmm. So I'll, it's just a you know it's just green and then gone are the two colors that I get down here. So seeing any kind <laughs> of like colored foliage is always like ooh special. Yeah. Big fan, big fan myself. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. There's also really cool music in this scene. I was trying to like, whenever I say there's cool music, it's like, well, that's not very fun for a podcast listener. It just sounded like it's, it's like medieval um, Metal Gear Solid music or like uh, it was like this like, sneaking kind of like driving music as um, as Morgana sneaks off and Merlin just slinks along behind her. Did you I just want to get make sure I'm, I heard you 100 percent correctly. Did you yeah, just say yeah. medieval Metal Gear Solid music? That's what I said. That's what okay. I said. <laughs> so. Okay, so kind of like a bump, bump, banana, bump, bump, banana, but it was okay. played on like a harp or something. Okay, okay, okay. All right. Well, uh, definitely going to get Jake to work on that. I guess that'll be some. That'll be the season three theme. I guess. Uh, medieval Metal Gear Solid music. Um, whew, fun, fun times. Uh, she finally gets to the Druid camp. Uh, 
Mordred comes running out. They give each other big hugs. He gives the crystal to uh, Alvar. Uh, and Merlin, this entire time, is kind of skulking around in the trees, watching and listening. Um, it's what Alvar, he does best. Alvar breaks it down for, for Mordred and is kind of doing a little flirty, flirty thing, too. Like he's Oh, yeah. It he's starts, def- he starts laying on thick here. He starts leaning in a little bit, uh, like kind of touching her shoulder. At one point, he gets like his Snapchat out and is like, maybe you could add me. Maybe uh, you could like add me or... Like we could be Snap uh, Buddy. I don't know how Snapchat works. Do you add people on Snapchat? I don't, I've, I don't have a Snapchat. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Do we... What's a... What's that a pass me by a little bit. <laughs> what would make this joke work if not Snapchat? Like, you know, are we... Can we be like Facebook friends that doesn't feel like very flirty to me i don't so. know yeah because yeah, you and you don't say to a girl do you want to follow me on twitter um oh no that's absolutely. the last thing you no, want no, that's the last not. thing you want <laughs> Uh, I don't. I don't know what social media app they're using, but there's a joke here, and I'm determined to get there's at it. There's a joke here. It's. I think kids still use Snapchat. Yeah, they're Snap. They're tick- Can I get you on TikTok? Oh, um, I don't know if I like that. Give me them. T- give me that talk. I don't know if give I me like that talk. Give me that. Talk. Can I message you on TikTok in your DMs? Can we be? So talk I can send friends? you videos. Yeah, so I can send you friends of me and my boys just blasting on Uther's army, and she's like, I don't. Yeah. She, she's like, we're gonna kill all of the servants in a real brutal way, and she's like, wait. Uh, wait a minute. Wait, I've got, hold on. Hold on. I'm not um, sure I signed up for that. <laughs> I'm joking, but this this is kind of the conversation they're having where Alvar says, you know, he's going to uh, destroy Uther and everyone and that serves him. all those them. who serve him. Yeah. And she's like, whoa, dude. Wait, wait a minute. Uh, <laughs> she's painfully sober right now because she knew she had to drive. So she yeah, did. She, she hasn't experienced so, the harsh world without the this, lean in a few days. This, the clarity of this information is really hitting her. <laughs> um, and... Alvar kind of like powers through her hesitancy and it's like, you know, I'm, I'm fighting for my survival. We all are because the, he's hell bent on killing anybody that has magic. And I, you know, I know that that's you too. This is where he reveals that Mordred told her, told him that she has magic. Um, and she says, she talks about how hard it is knowing, living every day, knowing that if Uther found out, he would just execute her for what she, what she is. And she kind of stops and she looks at him because I don't want to be alone anymore. Uh, and, this is what I was alluding to earlier with like this again, like if, if she just had a Merlin, right. And I, mm-hmm. I don't know a lot mm-hmm. of this is like, okay, it's a TV show. Like we have to have this chick do the thing that she does in these stories. Um, but man, just seeing it so well, like seeing it so well portrayed, it just makes me angry. Um, yeah. because Alvar just eats this up because he's there to manipulate her. He, you know, mm-hmm. she tell he tells her that, you know, you're not alone. You're with us. He kind of moves in for a kiss, but it just doesn't quite happen. And she's like, "Whoa, <laughs> I don't. Yeah. Oh, I'm too sober for any making out right now." She's I'm like, sorry. I'm, I'm pretty sure I said I need a friend. Uh, and instead, she gets up and is like, "I need to go back to the castle." Um, and she leaves, and we see her riding off. Uh, and then uh, Mordred comes up and is like, "Oh, are we going to see Morgana again?" And Alvar is like, "Yes." And we didn't specifically mention this character because she was just very briefly in the fight at the very beginning. But uh, Alvar kind of has a girlfriend, and here she comes, mm-hmm. like prancing over uh, to to like give him a hug, and they start making out. And he kind of you know pokes at her about being jealous about Morgana and all this stuff. But uh, obviously, he is just if you if you didn't know it before, he is just like using his yeah. his well, wiles. Plus, to, plus, she's like, hey, good job manipulating her. Yeah, like, she just lays oh, yeah, it out. She absolutely she does say that. Yes, sorry. I was calling this Alvar's uh, ninja girlfriend because okay. she does a, sure. uh, a flip mm-hmm. later on. She does do a flip, Chris. That's one of the most awkward things that I've seen in the show so far, including the <laughs> the weird uh, CGI monsters. So yeah. Um, all right, so back to Gaius and Merlin, and Gaius is filling. Merlin in 
on how manipulating and dangerous Alvar is. This guy, he's bad news. He has a reputation. This is this is he's a known quantity, and he and he's he's a threat. He's a dangerous person. Um, obviously, they want to go to Uther, but they can't just be like, "Hey, Eddie, uh, Morgana is is selling you out to this guy." So Gaius is like, "All right, well, I gotta go in, and I and I gotta bend the truth a little bit because this is too serious to leave it to Merlin snooping. Like he actually has to do something about it." Caius goes to talk to Merlin, or to talk to Uther, rather. Everybody's there. Morgana's there. Um, and he starts to tell the story. Basically, all the information that we've learned so far, Gaius tells to Uther under the guise of, oh, I was treating a patient, and, you know, they they overhear things, and, and so-and-so says they saw Alvar go into this specific region. He's camped there. He's the one who stole it. Uh, but I'm not going to give up my source. Meanwhile, Morgana's sitting there absolutely fucking sweating Just buckets. sweating buckets. Just p- sweat pouring out. Just like the GIF. Yeah. Just like the GIF with that kid. Uh, it's it, it's very funny to me that they're just like, oh yeah, patient told me this. And Uther's like, okay. Uh, and of course, you know, like, after this session is, you know, ended, Arthur is going to go and, and take a team over there. Morgana rushes to Arthur and is like, "Hey, that's just a rumor. Like you you shouldn't do that." And he's like, "Oh, that's that's cute that you that you that you really like me, but don't worry. I train for these and I am in no danger." Uh so she realizes she can't convince him not to go. So she has to like jump out in front of them and go to the valley first. Um Yeah. where she is almost killed by the guards uh before Alvar recognizes her and tells her and you know, he she tells him they're coming. We, you need to get the fuck out of here. And he's like, no, we're going to light a trap. We're going to kill all of them. And then he kisses her on the cheek and is like, get out of here, honey. Uh, and I'm like, yeah. fuck you, Benjamin Stark. She's, she's like, she's like, somehow the cheek kiss is weirder than a mouth kiss. <laughs> so I just don't like, feels a little something very, I didn't I don't know, know a kiss could be demeaning, but somehow that kiss yeah. was very demeaning. Somehow I am lesser. Yeah. I feel lesser than I did before that kiss. Yeah. I would have liked it less if he kissed me on the lips, but I, I wouldn't have felt this demeaned. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't quite figure out, but it did make me feel good. Um, so, okay. So she's there. He gets the smooch on the cheek. Okay. Arthur um, brought Merlin along for some reason. Well, <laughs> um, oh, well it's because we find out that, quote unquote, Gaius gave him directions. Yes. Yes. Uh, and uh, he's also accusing Merlin of being scared. Uh, because Merlin is not doing his customary like babble at Arthur during the important mission routine because he is super nervous. Like he he knows Mordred is out there. This is yeah. all going to be some magic shit. He doesn't want Arthur to see it, so he's just kind of brooding. Uh, but when he gets accused of being scared, he's like, "No, absolutely not. I'm, I'm not that at all. Um, I've never been scared in my whole life ever." They eventually come to a fork in the road, uh, and we find out that Merlin doesn't actually know where he's going. He's just kind of winging this. So uh, yeah. as, as Arthur complains about that, uh, again, you know, Arthur's one job, getting the directions, he's not he's not doing well. Uh, Merlin uses mind magic to, f- to hear Mordred in the woods uh, and is able to determine where to go. Arthur doesn't believe him, though, so Merlin has to magic up some footprints. <laughs> he has yeah. to magic up some this, evidence when nobody's looking. This scene's really interesting as he's leaning forward, listening, because you could very, because dis- he's listening to, trying to hone in. It's like radio static, but it's Mordred's voice, and he's he's trying to focus in on that and get it. And in the background, you could hear Arthur absolutely screaming yes. at him. Just, he's not just yelling. Like There's at least one or two words where it was like, they just told this man to scream. They told this dude to yell. Uh, eventually, Arthur is, is, is convinced. Uh, they and they find the encampment. Uh, they come in. 
Arthur thinks that everybody is gone because like the coals are not warm, that like there's nobody around and they're all sneaking in. But surprise, the brigands are all on the sidelines. They come rushing in. Um, we have a we take a brief moment to look at Morgana, who is like probably hearing the sounds of battle from afar and wondering if she can she should go back or not. Um, but she just keeps going to the uh, castle. And we have this whole fight scene. You mentioned the ninja flip. Uh, this is where Alvar's girlfriend uh, runs up a tree, flips behind two uh, Camelot knights, and just executes the both of them with one sword, which makes yeah. me think that these knights need to train more if they got fooled they by They need to train a little bit I mean, more. Yeah. Uh, and also just the running up the tree part is very hilarious to me. Like the Y'all physics getting bodied of by a ninja. This yeah. is embarrassing. Um, I don't know why Alvar. He's like he's fighting. He's using a crossbow. He's doing some serious like sword fighting. It's it's physical. It's intense. But for some reason, he's a very powerful wizard who's not using magic. Um, you know, Merlin uses tricks in every fucking fight. These guys, they already know he's he's a magic guy. Like using magic in front of other people is fine. I don't know. I guess he's not as talented as Merlin. Actually, yeah. that's one hundred percent what it is. Yeah. I think in the beginning we were led to believe that like most magicians need to like read the spell off when mm-hmm. they do a thing and uh merlin is different because he kind of just intuits it um i mean anyways, it, it, none it of this could is be, important because we saw him in the at the very beginning just like what looked like execute two dudes with a like a word from down a hallway yeah uh, very i would true. Very i would definitely true. be using that in the middle of this melee fight <laughs> i would definitely yeah. be Ar- utilizing okay, prince arthur would be toast <laughs> would just immediately murder Arthur with my far away magic. That would be what yeah. I would do go to first. Yeah. Um, eventually this, this fight. Oh no, this is where Merlin hides in a tree uh, as the fight is kind of raging around him, but he sees Mordred running away uh, and he uses his magic to trip Mordred uh, and two Camelot Knights are coming over to try to grab him. And before the knights can get to him, Mordred levitates two spears and executes these two dudes. And the look on Merlin's face as he sees young Mordred do this is like, he's horrified. He's, he can't believe this has happened. And I just want to be like, Merlin, you have murdered so many people with magic. Like, You've I have murdered watched a you lot do of it. guys. Uh, it, it's funny because the comparison is that Merlin just did a, like a, a sneaky little uh, plant root wrapped around this kid's leg to trip him or whatever the hell it was. Mm-hmm. Um and then Mordred's like, okay, I, I see your little trippy move, and I raise you murder. Double murder. <laughs> Double murder. I'm going to murder your friends, because, again, there's only ten of these knights, and, were, and like three of them have died on this episode. Yeah. Um, also, in the middle of this fight, uh, you realize just how awkward it would be to try to like swing a sword with a cape on. Like it seems impossible. Yeah. Like there's one dude who is literally like the cape is like wrapped around his arm at yeah. one point, and I'm it, like, trust yeah. me, I've thought about this a lot. Yeah, I'm sure you put a lot of time <laughs> in thinking. Like I, I feel like with the cloak, like a cloak has that just would be a, like it has the hoodie and you could kind of cover yourself. Like and like so yeah. if you're trying to be sneaky, a cloak is good, and then you just like hit that clasp, and then you're like your your limbs are free, right? But like a cape yeah. is like I mean, you've seen the you've seen the Phantom Menace. What's what what do they do before their big fight? They take off those goddamn They take robes. off the cloaks. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I have seen the Phantom Menace. I didn't want to tell everybody on the podcast <laughs> that, but I mean, here we are. Thank you for Exposed. for letting everybody know. Wow. Uh <laughs> manages to get away. Uh and eventually this battle kind of comes to a close and uh Alvar is captured. Uh, Merlin, excuse me, uh, Arthur finds the crystal on his body. I genuinely thought that Mordred would have the crystal, but because that would make the most sense, but whatever, who cares? Uh, and 
and that's pretty much it. They're going to take him back to Camelot. Uh, they mm-hmm. sleep out because every every melee has to have a nap time afterwards, Chris. I don't know if you know that about yeah. melees. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't seem, based on the travel time for Morgana, it doesn't seem like they're very far from Camelot. Doesn't matter. I, I, I left the building with more than five guys. I get to spend the night. That's my rule. Yep. I'm Arthur. Pendragon. <laughs> it's, just, it's just Arthur's yeah. boy time. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's just time with the bros where I can uh, yeah. just fall asleep next to a fire and make Merlin do stuff uh, because that's what he does. He, he goes over near Merlin and it's like, Merlin, Go, go see to all the horses and Merlin's like unresponsive because he is so deep in thought about this Mordred stuff mm-hmm. uh, and eventually uh, Arthur is like hey you have to you can't go to sleep like I have to go to sleep which means that you have to guard the crystal um, and you could tell it's it's interesting the way they do this because they don't obviously it's like a powerful thing they haven't really said that it's like evil just that it could be used in for evil purposes uh but they do a really good job of portraying merlin to be very terrified and also tempted Mm -hmm. by the use of this thing uh and you know at first you're like oh he's gonna get it he's not gonna do it and then of course he you know he eventually picks it up and starts looking into it to to see what he can see yeah and um he immediately regrets this because he sees a vision of the future seemingly um, and he sees dragon fire burning Camelot. He sees destruction and death and fire, and that's bad news. Yeah, the bad news. That is extremely bad news. Uh, um, I love this, by the way. I love just this idea of the dragon going crazy on Camelot is is very very good. Which to is me. that's a new thought, right? I mean, mm-hmm. the dragon has expressed some anger in the past, but and I, and I think that you know, in the back of our minds as viewers, we sort of know. Merlin is is not letting this guy go for a reason. Like it's kind of dangerous. Also, if you let the dragon go, Uther's gonna know somebody let the dragon go. Anyway, who's but g- now this who's this got is the keys to the this dragon is... is something that Uther is gonna yeah. ask Arthur. Yeah. Where's the dragon <laughs> keys, Arthur? Yeah, I've never seen Merlin unlock a door. He just goes down there. But um, but yeah, dragon fire. That's bad. That's bad news. That's dangerous. It is. Uh, we go back to Camelot where Uther is uh, questioning Alvar and Alvar is admitting everything. Uh, there's a moment of very high tension when Uther asks if Alvar worked with anybody in the castle, if he had any help from the inside. And uh, there's a moment where you don't know what he's going to do. Morgana's over in the room just, again, sweating buckets. Uh, poor Gwen is the one that's mm-hmm. have to haul, haul those buckets out of the room because she is just yeah. filling them up left and right. Uh, and eventually Alvar just says, no, I, I worked alone. Uh, Uther finds him guilty, sentences him to death. Uh, and of course, as he's taken out, Alvar, tri- Alvar tries to get some last words in, calling him a criminal. Um, and uh, everyone kind of leaves. Arthur takes the knights out of the room. Uh, Morgana is making her way to the to the to the doors. At the, at the last minute, uh, she just kind of gestures at them to to leave and to close the door behind them. And she turns around, and the way the shot is framed is really really interesting. Like it's Uther in the foreground, like you can see him, and she is kind of distant and fuzzy as it's all happening in the background uh and it's just really really cool like i love the way they did this Mm -hmm. because of course like normally she would just leave but now she is going to uh call uther on his bullshit uh and i have to admit uh as as, uh, there's a lot of stuff that i don't like about the way they treat morgana but this moment is very fucking awesome i love it it sort of feels like when she was hired to play this part she was waiting for this. Exactly. Like, she's yeah, like, yeah. when do I get to be bad? When yeah. do I get to really like harness that fury and like all these other notable sort of aspects about Morgana? When do I get to unleash that? Because she has to just sort of play like 
oh, the nice castle girl half the time, or she's tormented and sad, but now she gets to lean into it a little bit. And I'm sure as an actor, that must be so fun. Um, and she starts, she starts eating it up here. She's unleashing the fury on, um, on, on Uther. Uh, she says, you know, when will, when will it be enough for you? Uh, and of course Uther is like a little bit confused at first, but <laughs> there's like, what the fuck? He literally admitted to it. Yeah. Yeah. I, he's like, I'm, I kind of feel like I'm in the right on this one. Like I've killed yeah. a lot of people, uh, and a lot of them weren't right. And I could definitely feel that at the time. This one felt pretty right. This one felt pretty good. Yeah. That Don't dude did a crime. Um, Morgana says his only crime was defying you, which is, I mean, not really. He killed some people in the castle and like stole, but definitely whatever. Definitely killed people. Uh, yeah. But Morgana does have a, a point here. Like, uh, you know, you're an arrogant fool. You, you've let all of this stuff happen because of your hatred of the people of magic. Uh, and then she goes, um, and then she says, from this day forward, I do not know you. From this day forward, I disown you. And Uther hears that, and he's obviously shaken by this like show of fierceness in Morgana. And he tells her to go to her chambers. And she stops and she looks back and she goes, and you, Uther, you will go to hell. Um, and at Damn, that point, well. if I was Uther, especially as the character as he's being betrayed, I'd be like, all right, well, you're done. You're done. You're not living at the castle anymore. Yeah. I'm sorry. Like, I got to yeah. get you the fuck out also, of here. <laughs> he doesn't know what's been transpiring in this episode. No, not at all. So he must be so confused. Like, why he's are like, you this doing is this? A, this is a serious escalation, especially since he has no regard for human life, especially if they're sorcerers. So, like, no, he was just like... What do you mean? This is the most cut and dry case we've ever had. The guy said he did it. <laughs> the guy literally not, admitted it. I am a hundred. Like when I like killed he, your friend's dad, I you know maybe that one was a mistake. But are you still mad at me about Tom? Because I feel guilt about Tom. I don't feel any guilt about this guy. This guy seems like he's just a piece of shit. Um, have you seen his girlfriend? She does ninja flips, and Morgana's is like girlfriend. Uh, girlfriend? What? <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, Uther, yeah, she does ninja flips. Uther is a little <laughs> like, bit. Wait, go back to the girlfriend part. Yeah, I'm way more bit. interested in the girlfriend part. Uh, Uther is shaken, of course, uh, and Morgana leaves, and then we cut back over to Merlin, who's in the lab with Gaius. Uh, Merlin is having uh, issues. He, he just he's just kind of despondent at this point. He because he, he saw all these terrible things. He eventually tells Gaius what happened that he was tempted into using it and he saw these these terrible things that were happening in the future and Gaius has like maybe some of the most profound advice that I've heard him have in this entire show so far yeah. uh yeah. where he tells uh Merlin that the the future is as is as yet unshaped and it is we who shape it it is you Merlin who shape it uh and basically just presents this idea of like nothing knows all possible futures you saw something there that could happen but that's not written in stone like it's it's our responsibility to to, to not make that happen giving merlin a, a little bit of hope uh and yeah like yeah. this this again the most profound that gaius has been in a little while usually he's just like <laughs> hey uh uther is murdering some people i'm gonna go get lunch you want something from the store from the yeah. from the deli you hungry or yeah <laughs> Uh, you want to go deliver some more potions to people you've never met before, or uh... <laughs> yeah, yeah. This this is this is pretty serious, and I and I think it reassures Merlin a little bit because we've he's been pretty shaken up since since he came in contact with this crystal, especially with his you know fraught relationship with the dragon. So it is it is nice to get that that confirmation from guys. Absolutely, um, but we're not done here. No, no. We've... That's typically how a, a Merlin episode would end, right there. But no. Uh, we have got more episode to go. Uh, we go back over to Morgana, um, who asked Gwen to get her sleeping draught. Uh, 
and you know Gwen's a little confused. She's like, "I thought you weren't having the nightmare." She's like, "Well, they came back last night." Uh, and then she sneaks out, goes down to the dungeon, uh, asks the guards to see the prisoner, who tell her like, "Oh no, no, he's not to be visited." And she's like, "Well, surely, like I'm, I outrank whoever told you that. Like I'm, I'm the, I'm the mm. king's ward." And they're like, "Oh yeah, totally cool." Uh, and then she gives them like what looks like just a pot of ale like just a just a handle of yeah. ale like she's a, like here anyway i had this in my cloak <laughs> yeah i just had this in my cloak nbd uh and uh, well it's it is morgana they're like yes yeah yeah this is this, this is classic morgana <laughs> like morgana has purple in her teeth right now that's that's 100 yeah. for sure uh she goes to talk to alvar who is like wow you were way fucked up girl like i have not seen like you're loopy uh but she drops some mad hints about him escaping about being prepared uh and of course he picks it up um and he thanks her and like i think there's like a kiss of the hand or like a pat of the hand or something and it just makes me so mad because this dude is just like she should just have friends to warn her from for this from, from this kind of dude yeah. and i hate it yeah he's um, a predator he's a predator and um. uh we see shots of morgana like whirring in the castle uh, alvar uses his magic to open the the jail cell he walks past the sleeping guards. I'm not sure what happened. I think I looked away from the screen for a brief second, but then he was killing one of them for some reason. I don't know. If so I'm... one of the guards wakes up as he's walking uh, by okay. and That's... like grabs him by the leg and Alvar kills him, um, which is pretty serious. I don't think that Morgana intended for anyone to get murdered, but uh, a man just got murdered. A man just got murdered. Marking the body count in this episode up to like 14 or something. Yeah. It's a, it's a heavy body count. Um, yeah. They all uh, our Alvar makes his way out. Um, I, it looked for a moment like he had looked back to the castle and decided to stay in the castle. And I thought like, oh, are they setting up a thing where he's going to try to like assassinate Uther now that he's here? Uh, but that doesn't mm. actually go. I think he just leaves. I think I just misunderstood the blocking. Yeah, I think um, he's like looking up at the guards and then uh, like sneaks away. Gotcha. Um, alarm bells start ringing. Uh, we see Morgana worrying. Um, Arthur is entering the throne room to tell Uther that Alvar escaped. Uther is yelling at him. Um Uther sees her kind of walk in and stay to the back of the room as he's asking, you know, did, did Alvar, did Alvar have any assistance? Did somebody help him? Um, and Uther in a weird moment, uh, makes a proclamation that whoever did this acted against them and that they have betrayed the kingdom. And he, and he looks right at Morgana and warns that the person yeah. will rue the day they were born. Uh, Morgana takes all of this without, without a word she just kind of looks at him um and does not respond meanwhile like merlin is like, shooting daggers at this chick uh like he, he is and she doesn't notice i was really hoping she would turn over and be like oh shit merlin knows but that doesn't happen at any time merlin any time i hope see, i don't know what happens in this in this show i just hope at some point in the series there is uh, an acknowledgement <laughs> that between these two that merlin is a fucking wizard <laughs> Which would probably make her even more angry. Probably then she's so. going to be like, you, you let me do this, this whole time. This whole fucking time, you were right there. You could have helped me. Um, the last uh, scene of the episode is uh, we see dark clouds over Camelot, and we hear the dragon's voice calling for Merlin in his sleep, uh, saying that you gave me your word, now set me free. Uh, and of course, Merlin wakes up when he hears this voice and is is very scared because there's a dragon and he's talking to me in my brain. Yeah, and there's I, an angry dragon. <laughs> I have angered one of the old ones, and that's not good. Uh, and, not great. Uh, and a medieval Breath of the Wild music plays throughout the rest of the episode. So yeah, excellent, mm-hmm. excellent. <laughs> Yeah, um, intense episode. They really—it feels like stuff happened really fast in this. Like they had to establish 
a villain a relationship with Morgana and a turn for her so that whatever happens in the next episode can happen. Although I actually don't know if they're related. I just know that Alvar is still alive. Yeah. Um, they're, I don't actually remember if Alvar comes back. I'm sure he does. Like this feels like a, feels like a good character to bring back at some point. If, if only to kill him, <laughs> if yeah. only just to murder him. He's uh, still got some time before he shows up on Game of Thrones. So it's uh it's really, it continues to be amazing to me how well this show is executed just on a, like, like you mentioned, they, they had to present you with a lot of information. They did it in a really uh, interesting and fun way. Like all of the characters are, are believable. There's nothing too hammy except for maybe the, the ninja flip, but uh, like, sure. it's just, it, and to have this one come, I think last week's episode was the, um, was the trickle episode. Right. Um, so trickle, to yeah. have all of like the wacky antics from a love potion that felt like so, so dense. And this one just to feel really, really breezy. And then introducing you to a lot of people just really well done. Just super, really good. It's, super good. You know, it's not always the most complex or, you know, deep writing but you got to give them credit for like you said they're delivering all the information that the audience needs it's it's unlikely that you're going to watch Marilyn and walk away confused by what was going on right yeah and especially in a, in a high fantasy show that can like it's easy to lose the plot sometimes especially when there's you know magic crystals and different factions of sorcerers it's it's, it's a little easy to to get a little confused and all of that but I think even as we complain about maybe the handling of certain things, the fact that they're still able, able to deliver all of that information in a concise way just goes to show that, you know, they know what they're doing. Yeah, like some of there's a bit to me being mad at, at the Morgana situation. Um, I wouldn't be this mad if the character wasn't this good, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Like if this was if, if the show wasn't this good, I would literally would not be as mad about it because I would just be like, oh, well, I don't I don't have this expectation. Um, but because I like Borgata so much, because they've done such a good job with her character and her character development so far, um, even if it's a little inconsistent from episode to episode, I, I, it creates emotions in me that I don't like. <laughs> so it's it's actually like a, a compliment to the show that I'm I, I get mad about it to begin with. So that's fair. Any last thoughts? Um, Morgana is basically the Theon Greyjoy of this series, but okay. uh, other than that, no. All right. Wow. That's a. So everybody knows what's about to happen to Morgana. <laughs> She's the ward of the king, you know what I mean? Oh, no. <laughs> um, thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you for downloading the episodes and talking to us on Twitter. We very, very much appreciate it. Uh, you sticking by us, even while we continue to become jokerified in the outtakes. Uh, thank you to all of our patrons over at patreon.com slash monster of the week. We appreciate you supporting us. Uh, we appreciate people uh, who are continuing to recommend us on social media. We, we see that a lot, and we really, really appreciate yeah. it. That's super nice. So thank you. For all of Thank that, uh, we'll be back next week where uh, I don't remember what happened in the preview, but oh, no, we get some like Nazgul's, some Nazgul's yeah, come back. Yeah, these guys yeah. look pretty, pretty freaking sweet. Some fucking ring wraiths are, are on the scene yeah. in Camelot. Oh, yeah. That's going to oh, be, yeah. oh my God, that's a problem. We got to take care of those ring wraiths. <laughs> that's a problem. That's a problem, buddy. That's a, the, the classic catchphrase to still his kingdom keeps. That's a problem, buddy. That's a problem. We'll be back next week, everybody. Goodbye. Please don't tempt my Are you prepared? I have a new Joker announcement.
that I think is important. Uh, are you prepared? Are, are you about to Are you about to do a new uh, jo- Joker announcement drop right now? I am. Uh, are you holding your, me? Are you holding your phone in your hand right now, Chris? Um, yeah, get me. <clears throat> Some Joker inspiration in your text messages right now. Wow. Do you know okay, who that here is? Here we go. Here we go. This is what's his name? Um, Cristiano Ronaldo. Is, yeah, that guy, <laughs> soccer guy, football probably guy. second best footballer in the world. Uh, right. Convicted rapist. Um, I was gonna say I look. I mean, I wasn't gonna say that, but I was gonna say he looks like he's not a good person. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, but from this person, famously uh, famous Joker inspiration quote: "Don't compare yourself to others because no one can play your role better than you." It was. It was shocking, I think, to the comic book community to have a a footballer with very little <laughs> acting experience be cast uh-huh. as the Joker. But man, you know, uh, much like Britta from the show Community, I can I can I can overlook racism, I can overlook sexual harassment. Uh, sure, but sure, but sure. I but you know I really draw the line that the Joker has to be white, and I think that Cristiano Ronaldo isn't white. So, uh, so. <laughs> Poor Chris. Chris is like, I don't know if you're serious I'm or not. Just, I'm like, mm. I can't, I can't handle any of that stuff. All of that stuff you said was really bad, Jeremy. You shouldn't say any of it. I'm like, um, um, I'll say this. I'll say this. Uh-huh. He's no Sean Penn. He's, he's no, no Sean, Sean Penn's Penn. the he's, Joker. He's, he's no, no Sean, Sean Penn's Penn. the you're Joker. Abs- you're absolutely right. Uh, just, yeah. just try to navigate all the, all the words you just used. Yeah. Make sure I, I come out on the right side of it. You know the you know the line that I'm referencing where Britta's like, look, I can yes, overlook yes, racism, yes, yes, but yes. I draw the line at animal yeah. cruelty. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's that's the that's um, the gist that I was <laughs> going for. I just did this actually a minute ago at work. I was typing up an email, and it was it was probably four lines, um, not a very long email, mostly just repeating the same thing like four times over in four different sentences. But I it took me like an hour to send this email. And I don't know why, because no one at my company cares about grammar. They're just firing off emails left and right. And I just could not get the wording right. I kept rereading it. be like, something is wrong here. So I'm using as in the wrong place in the sentence. And that's I just had a, another experience of that with, with your line there. It's like, I just got to figure out how I'm supposed to respond to the information <laughs> that Jeremy just delivered to me. I, uh, I wrote an email the other day to uh, a couple of people at my, at my work. Um, and I said, uh, this form is the RMA form, uh, for the water registers. And I, you don't really, we don't have to know what right. any of that stuff right. is. The, my second sentence was, there is a separate RMA form for the gas transmitters. I'll be sending that to you later. And then the next day I get a reply back and it says, is this RMA for the gas and the water transmitters? <laughs> and I wanted to fucking strangle somebody. Yeah, I'm like, just homie, the, homie the, sentence too. The <laughs> bare that one. Yeah, like I, I mean, there's three sentences. Like it was all. I don't know if I'm gonna have to like s- double space my emails for these fucking idiots that I work with. Sometimes <laughs> I, you've, I really, you've heard of sentence one. Now get ready for sentence two. Now, I mean, more than two sentences. And this is a dude. I'm having some some work issues. I probably shouldn't be talking about on the podcast. But I like went to my boss and I'm like, hey. I feel like I have there's some issues and uh you know if if there's a criticism that you need to have me listen to like please let's let's open the communication like I I feel like there's some some shit being said that we should just we should squash the beef we should just get mm-hmm. rid of this squash the beef squash the and beef. my boss said uh he goes oh no no that dude's just a fucking idiot and I was like. <laughs> 
Well, why? And I didn't say this, but what I wanted to say was like, well, then why does he still work here? <laughs> what? <laughs> what is the? What's on the other half of the scale that, that's that's bringing up yeah. fucking idiot so high? Why is like, this now my problem? Yeah. Insanity, insanity. Uh, yeah. People I work with. I've been dealing with some of that too. Where some, I've I to my detriment, I think I always try to play Mister Nice Guy because um, mm-hmm. nobody likes their boss, and I'm not really anybody's boss, but. Uh, I do but have you're in a position like, of authority over some people. Yeah. yeah. So I always just try to be as kind to everybody as I possibly can because work sucks. And I have been in a position so many times where I felt like I couldn't ask somebody a question because I was going to be made to feel like an idiot or something like that. Um, so I have always tried to like go the extra mile. It's the one thing that I'm good at is <laughs> like making my team feel like they can ask me questions. Um, but I just reached a point recently. Where I'm like, oh, okay, now I'm clearly being taken advantage of by by certain people who mm-hmm. know that, like, mm-hmm. oh, well, if I don't do it, Chris will just take care of it for me. And I've had to to really, you know, drop the hammer recently, and it has it hasn't been very pleasant. But I'm finally starting to see some results, so that's good. It's making my life a little bit less stressful. But after after the shit hit the fan a few different times, I was like, okay, it's time that I it's, we, we it's time for me to stop being nice. Yeah. So we're entering a new era of Chris. This is um this is uh boss tough Chris. guy Chris. This is boss Chris. Boss Chris, boss uh, Chris. also known as Joe. Joker Jondoms. Um, that's what I make it for. Call me. It's your work Slack name. Uh, yeah. yeah, I've uh, I've been through that before. Like my last job, I was a, a manager over some people, and it's uh, not fun. It's not mm-hmm. a like a. I just I just you know people are people, and you don't want to. I don't know how to say this really. Um, you don't want to be that kind of boss you don't want to be the boss that mm-hmm. everybody hates but i think once you get into that role you very quickly realize that you're stuck between uh allowing somebody to get away with something that's mm-hmm. not a big deal uh and then everybody else being upset about that so like the right. classic example right. is like showing up to work on time like i was never the dude that's like you need to be here 15 minutes before your appointed time slot and all that shit mm-hmm. i don't care but like if you start your shift at 8 a.m., like you get to like walk through the door at 7.59 or 8 a.m., you know, 8.01, right. totally right. okay. But like if you're consistently 8.15 and everybody else is here at, at, on the dot, then why why do you get to do that, right? Like, What's your damage? What's Did your I ever damage? Tell you, back in the day, I, I was scheduled like 9 to 5, and I was... <laughs> A lot of days I would come in at nine thirty. Sometimes I would just show up at like eleven, and <laughs> I left this Chris. I don't, what Chris I was, is this? <laughs> I, I wasn't even like a teenager. I was like twenty two, and I would just just show up at eleven or whatever. I don't know if it was ever that late, but I would show up late, uh, and then I would be like, "No, it's no big deal. I'll just work late." And then finally, my boss was like, "Chris, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> you can't just do that." And I was like, "Oh, my! I just thought." You know, I'm making my hours. I'm yeah, doing I, all my yeah. work. I, I thought you just mattered. wanted me here he for a certain like, amount of time. Like, yeah, no, it matters. <laughs> and it was like I didn't. I ended up not getting in trouble for it because they were like, "Are you just this fucking stupid?" <laughs> or, you just like, did it. You just did it. I don't I, know. Uh, I just was like, I was. My life was so lackadaisical when I was in college. Like I just was sort of like drifting around, smoking cigarettes, not thinking about anything. So going into like full time work life, I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. Didn't know what was going on. Yeah, I. uh when we lived in Phoenix, the traffic was so bad in the morning that I, I I did something similar, which is I worked it out with my boss that I would come in at six instead of eight and then leave at three instead of five to miss like so it made my commute like twenty minutes as opposed to like an mm-hmm. hour and a half or whatever. Um, and people would question me on it, and I'd always be like, "Yeah, but I'm in. We have a lot of East Coast clients, so you know we we really need to be in there answering the phones at six a.m." 
<laughs> I will say it, uh, it sucks getting up at work that early, uh, but once you're there and it's like quiet and like I feel like that's some, some of the best like concentration time that I've oh, ever yeah. had. So. Oh yeah, that's. I mean, I was even saying this to you. I think last week of like or or two weeks ago when Jess had slept in and I woke up really early and it was yeah. just those like several hours. Which at a certain point I was like, okay, please wake up. I'm bored now. But it's like those those quiet <laughs> hours when nobody else is around and you're just like, I'm just gonna do my thing. I'm just gonna. Do I fall into the I habit want. of doing that at night a lot of the time. I've done this since I was a kid, really, where it's like, okay, everyone's asleep. Like, there's like no, nobody up in the house. Or nowadays, it's like, there's nobody texting me. Twitter's dead because everyone went to bed. <laughs> and then it's like, okay, now I can read six chapters of a book before I go to sleep. Or now I can solely focus on this one thing. It's like, my brain finally calms down, but I don't want to sleep. I just want to, like, focus on, like, my hobbies. And then it's 1230, and I'm like, fuck, I have to be up in several hours from now. Yeah. <laughs> That's always really, really weird. Uh, and then I think that throws you off, too, because then at, like, 10 o'clock, you're like, lunchtime. <laughs> I need to eat a hamburger at 10 o'clock yeah. in the morning. <laughs> yeah, it messes up your whole day. It's weird. Um, I it do like good. that's the, some of my best times uh, gaming was doing, oh, yeah. doing that, though, because uh, I've always been, not always, but for most of my adult life, uh, I've always been a morning gamer as opposed to an evening gamer. So like, mm. I don't stay up to 3 a.m. gaming. But if like when Bloodborne came out, I was getting up at 3 a.m. to do some right. some solid right. fucking gaming, right? And then I would put in like you know eight or ten hours on Bloodborne, uh, and that was that's always like a magical time where like the, mm-hmm. everything is quiet. There's no it feels like there's zero distractions around. Like maybe you have the volume kind of soft, or you're using headphones, and you're just in your own little world, like having having the best time of your life. It's kind of magical. I'm I'm just getting a warm fuzzy feeling as you're describing. It's this. it's it's it makes me want to do that tomorrow morning. To be honest with you, like yep. I haven't done yep. that in a long time. Uh, but I'm I'm also I think waking up waking up early is the way to go, especially the, the, when you get older and you have responsibilities and stuff. It's like because nobody else wants to do anything in the morning. Like Saturday morning, like even if your wife is up with you, she's not gonna like probably want to do twelve hundred things before fucking seven a.m. So if you just, you wake up early, it doesn't matter. You just cruise in. But during well, the day, it's kind of hard to like. <laughs> stop what you're doing be like okay i'm gonna sit down for several hours and play a game or whatever but i will correct you i think i gotta i gotta start waking up early me and autumn if autumn gets up super early and i get up super early there are times where both of us just get into that like something clicks and you're like i need to clean everything and so there have (laughs) been times where we have like clean the like when i say clean the kitchen i mean like you know did all of the dishes wipe down the cabinets wipe down the countertops uh you know swept the floors vacuum like cleaned the kitchen mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. done laundry like changed air conditioner filters and then like i'll look up and it's like 6 42 a.m and i'm like oh yeah i guess we can <laughs> start the day now <laughs> i did the to- i did the opposite the last two nights where you know i have all this stuff i have all these books manga figures whatever it is um but I like to keep everything like really, really organized. Otherwise, it gets overwhelming and it looks bad. And I, I can't abide by that. Um, I'm, I might be a hoarder, but I'm a neat hoarder. Mm-hmm. Um, so last night at 11, I realized that my cleaning work and my rearranging work from the night before, it just didn't work out. So I got up at 11 p.m. and was like, I need to fix these shelves. And then the next thing I know, it's 11.45. And I'm like, why did I just do that? Why? Like, everything's spotless and it looks good now. <laughs> But why did I just do that? Now I'm like wired and I'm covered in dust at 11.45 p.m. Oh, man. I need um. We hired a cleaning lady for Mark's apartment. Um, and uh, like they came the first time and they were like, it's a deep clean. So it's going to be like 150 bucks. And I was like, 
okay. Like, I don't know how much stuff costs at all. Like, I'm just like, okay, well, a deep clean, like, if they're going to spend a couple hours on it, like, sure. Let's, assuming that it would be cheaper the next time, right? Um, mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. no, no. They came out twice more, and they charged just 150 bucks every time. And I'm like, well, this seems huh. a little pricey. Uh, yeah. <laughs> or you got a good deal that first time. <laughs> yeah, either one. Either either, I, either something happened. So I called, uh, I saw one on like a local Facebook page. Somebody got recommended. So I texted this chick and she was like, oh yeah, I live down the road. I'll come over. And then so she came over and she opened the door and she looked around. She's like, is this it? And I was like, yeah. She goes, oh yeah, I'll do this for like 50 bucks. And I was like, oh, okay. Oh, yeah. And then she uh, she texted me today and then uh, or yesterday and quit. So she's oh. like, I don't, I can't have enough customers to, to, do, to do this. And I'm like, maybe I should tell her she's charging not enough. I don't know why I'm talking about this. What subject did we get on that I am talking I about know. this to you? Hey, I can I interrupt why. you? Can I interrupt you with some Joker inspiration? Seems like you could use something right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, please, please do. It's a little bit of Joker inspiration for you. A person which, wait, who wait, trusts wait, real no. Real quick, which Joker is this though? I need to, I need to know. Uh, this is a uh, big surprise on this one. This is actually. Um, Joaquin Phoenix's Joker. Oh, interesting. Okay. <laughs> this is a real Joker. Um, uh, so, a little Joker inspiration for you. A person who trusts no one now once trusted someone too much. Ooh. You want to hear that back one more time? A person who trusts no one now uh-huh. once trusted someone too much. Okay. Let that sink in. Could I... Can I bring in some Joker knowledge from? Uh, yeah, I would love to. It's I'd not. Love it's to not hear... Joker inspiration. It's Joker club. Um, from one Joker to another, I'd love that. And so wait, is, what's what's your Joker page called? It's Joker Club. It's the it's the club of Jokers. Um, and oh. famously, um, I think this was like Batman nineteen seventy two. They just had a, mm-hmm. a, a a real tiger play Joker. Oh, uh, which is always you know. I think it was it was a, it was an adaptation. Maybe it wasn't necessarily. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, it wasn't yeah. wasn't really following a lot of the Batman stuff. But Joker was a tiger. Um, <laughs> Batman was a bat. So that's yeah. just yeah. good. Uh, and this and, and the Tiger Joker says, "My life, my choices, my problems, my mistakes, my lessons. Not your business. Mind your not own your problems before you talk about mine. My life is not your story." That's right. That's that. That's Joker Club stuff right that's there. That's Joker Club that's stuff. That's like that's like what um my, so my my club is called uh it's not club it's um it's uh Joker Wisdom so my Joker Wisdom page is run by me Joker Johnums. Um and here's one from from um this is also <laughs> oddly enough this is from Joaquin Phoenix's Joker. Um and it's it goes someday someone will break you so badly that you'll become unbreakable. Ooh. Hmm. That might be a real Joker quote. I don't know. <laughs> I I don't know. That, that that could be some. You know, I haven't seen all of the Jokers out there. There's so many Joker adaptations out there. There's so many great actors, uh, actresses, and tigers that have played the Joker over the years. That it's kind of hard to keep up. You know. Uh huh. So <laughs> this one, this one is a, it's Heath Heath Ledger's Joker, and this is from The Dark Knight, which is, was a huge sensation. I was a senior in high school when The Dark Knight came out, dude. You imagine the the effect that had on the high school psyche. Oh man, I bet um, every single person in high school was dressed up as the joker for that oh yeah my friend steve was his best halloween costume and it was like legitimately like really good we were like whoa you're being a joker guy he's not a joker guy anymore let me just clarify he's no longer a joker guy um but he got like the best costume i was really impressed anyway here's some this is from the dark knight if you'll remember and Mm -hmm. i think it's when um what's the part uh where uh he's screaming where's rachel where's where is she um uh it's right it's right before that when Heath Ledger's recipes Joker says, "No matter how nice your pictures are or how real your quotes are, 
there are some people who will never hit the like button just because it's you. <laughs> it's true. I remember that moment in that movie, and I was, <laughs> it was a confusing choice. It really was. It was very confusing. Um, yeah. I, I I have another one from Heath Ledger. Would you like to read it? This is from my other Joker page, Joker Father of Motivation. Um, and this is uh this is when Joker. I don't know if you remember when they did like the Batman Harry Potter crossover thing. Do you remember that? Uh-huh. Since uh-huh. they both owned yeah. by WB. Yes. So Heath Ledger was there with um who is the the is it Emma Emma something that plays Emma uh, Watson Watson Emma Watson and and they're kind of having this moment. You wouldn't think that they would have really like anything in common or like any chemistry together, but they kind of form this like romantic attachment. Um, yeah, I remember that. Harley Quinn famously played by the tiger's cub from the 1972 yeah. movie. Um, Mr. J, what are you doing with the, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah what are you that. doing with that wizard? What are you doing with the yeah. wizard? Just a J. I remember that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I remember that. <laughs> you think she's smarter than me, Mr. J, because she has glasses. I have glasses. Um, and he, of course, you know, there was a moment in that film, there was a very somber moment when he said to her, when you can't look on the bright side, I'll sit with you in the dark. Yeah. Um, I think that, that was, was something really special. So One that I saw in one of my alternative pages, uh, what uh, WTF Joker quotes was, I keep accident. I say I Google, I, I uh, sidebar, I just Googled <laughs> Joker inspiration. So, I'm Now I think I'm only getting mostly Joker quotes. Smile. Because it's easier than explaining what is killing you inside. The Joker. That's a The Joker quote. Uh, that might uh, be Sean Penn's uh, The Joker. That could be Sean Penn's The Joker. Uh, he's, yeah. he's, he's known for... What was, that, what was that film called? Batman's The Joker? Batman's The Joker, yes. I, Which I was just... actually a Porky's 3... Mm-hmm. Porky's 3 <laughs> adaptation. Yeah, absolutely. We remember our bits sometimes. <laughs> sometimes right. we can That's reference right. a bit right. that we did in the past. <laughs> Let's talk about Merlin, huh? I'm frank, frantically scrolling my uh, Twitter feed, or my, my Facebook feed, to see if any of these, any more there of these was, are going to pop up. When you posted the Discord, Discord yesterday, I, I was dying at. Let me see if I can find it. Join the Discord, everybody. Yeah, join the Discord Joker, so you can Joker see post. Joker post. What did you What did you post? What did you post? Fuck. Um. Oh, pain changes people. Someone become rude, and someone become silent. <laughs> which Joker was that? I've already forgotten. I've I look That's... at so many Jokers during the day, but I forget which one we're talking about. <laughs> That's um. Uh, Joel, what's his name from Community? Who? Keanu Reeves? What's the, no, what's the dude's name from Community? Joel oh, something. Yeah. Um, it's not funny if I can't think of his name. Jesus Christ. Uh, why do I want to say Joel? Joel Epps- McHale. It's McHale. Joel McHale's yeah, The yeah. Joker. God, do you Famously remember? said, pain changes people. Someone become rude and someone become silent. Do you remember when he got on stage at like a Ubisoft event on E3 and just Dude, like there's the, I, was so I just mean watched and rude some to like, everybody? like Lego thing. I watched uh-huh. a Lego live event and I didn't watch it live. I just scrubbed through it because I was trying to see if they were announcing any of the new flower Lego sets. Jess and I have been doing them. Great mm-hmm. fun. Anyway, they had fucking Joel McHale there to like introduce new Legos. It's like, how does he keep getting these jobs? He clearly doesn't give a he shit. Does, he does not like video games. You could just tell. <laughs> just fucking crazy, dude. Uh... These these outtakes. There's no way these are funny, but I, I can't. This screenshot just says Joker words. Pain changes people. Pain changes someone people. Someone become rude. And someone become silent. And it's a picture of a regular man. He's uh-huh. looking into a full length mirror, and in the mirror he's the Joker. But also the mirror is broken. <laughs> Oh, 
this I'm becoming the Joker. Just look at it. We're these. getting Jokerified on this podcast. I can't believe that we're doing this. We talked about all of this uh, besides talking about video games that we possibly have played, which is fine. I, you know, yeah, I, I haven't. I'm I haven't still playing Xenoblade Chronicles Three. You want to know what? That's a really fucking good JRPG. They good. fucking nailed it, dude. Nailed it's it. really fucking good. I uh, I haven't stopped playing Slay the Spire. Um, I don't know if I told you this. I found fast mode. Oh. So I love uh, going fast, dude. I don't know that you do because <laughs> I'm glad that I had a solid uh, redacted number of hours in this game before finding fast mode because I feel like I am playing. I feel like I am connected to the matrix and I am just because <laughs> cards are just spinning. Things are happening so fast. Uh, I had a weird build where if I drew out of my deck, like a, what they call a curse card or a status card, uh, it would draw two more cards and it would also damage all enemies for like five in, five attack points or whatever. Yeah. Um, and it, because you can draw more when you draw the first card, it just, like you just go <laughs> and like things would just die. <laughs> I had no idea what was <laughs> happening at all. It was so confusing. I had no idea. But I was having the time of my life. So put put fast mode this, in games. Um, go fast in the game. Fa- fast mode. I did fast mode in The Elder Scrolls Morrowind back on xbox i'll try to make this story quick i in that game you can kind of just go wherever you want and do whatever you want and like if you kill an uh, a main npc like somebody who's required for the story it will tell you that you killed somebody who was required for the story and like hey you might want to reload your save but you don't have to um but i had wandered into like the center of the map in this game uh red mountain and i found all these like artifacts and stuff that you need for the end game um, but I couldn't use them because I wasn't there in the in the quest yet where I could like activate these things. And then I reached the final boss, and I didn't know he was the final boss. He was very scary, and he does does a debuff on you, so you like can't move. It was a nightmare. I was locked in place, and I kept getting killed over and over. Eventually, I used a teleport spell, dropped all my stuff, teleported out over some lava. He followed me, fell into the lava. He can't die, but now he's gone. He's not a problem anymore. He's just down there burning in the lava forever, yelling at me. Um, I don't even remember where I was going with this. Anyway, okay, so I've got these special <laughs> artifacts, right? I finally figure out how to use them. You're supposed to use them on this this one boss fight, but I didn't do that. I accidentally equipped them and then cycled through my inventory with my Xbox controller. And when you do that, it for whatever reason, with these two weapons, if you hadn't set them up right or something like that, it would permanently buff your stats over and over and over and over and over again so as i'm cycling through my inventory i just kept buffing my speed and strength stat and because morrowind is just a broken nonsense game it just made me go to like infinity speed okay um so this is not a good way to tell this story but anyway i beat the game i beat the bad guy but Mm -hmm. then i just needed to go back and like talk to whoever to let them know that i had been victorious and then i would win i would win morrowind um but i couldn't move because Every time I took a step forward, I was so fast that I would fly through the environment and like clip through walls and like break the geometry. So I had to put my character into sneak mode, super over encumber myself, and then just creep along as slowly as humanly possible to get back to the quest point. That story wasn't worth telling, but that's speed mode. Speed mode is bad. Speed Avoid mode is speed bad. mode, kids. Don't do speed, kids. Let's talk about Merlin. There's a there's an X Men character called Skids who can produce a. Wow. Uh, okay, uh, what about is his brother Skid Marks hang out with him? <laughs> and she like makes a fielder router that is like has no resistance, so she can just like slide on top of anything or skid on top of anything. I don't know why they didn't call oh. her slide, but yeah. Uh, yeah. So that just reminded me of her going of, like. Like, cause I always thought, like, what happens if she can't stop herself? Like, if she can't turn yeah. the power off, and then she just loops around the world until she just burns up? I guess I don't know. Yeah. We should probably talk hey, about Merlin now. Let's talk about Merlin. Last time on Merlin. <laughs> Now 
Easily understand, but keep your mind.